When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friday. This is what it's all about right here. This is when I need Patrick to tell me the name of the song and the name of the artist so I can write it down and I can download it so that I can enjoy it later on. That's what 512 Fridays are really about. But also, Patrick the Idillionaire will let you know where these very talented human beings are performing so that you can go watch them live and in person. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is the Soul Supporters. The Soul Supporters. And they are playing uh, tonight at Seaboys alongside Tomar and the FCs. going to be a good show out there tonight at Seaboys. Seaboys. What's the name of this jam? Uh, Damn You. Oh, well done. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm telling they got a download from Rob B coming up later on. There you go. They get my, they get have my my dollar fifty or whatever it is. They damn, it's worth it. That's you know, that's how you know. You know what? No, I will make sure they get the bread. I won't go try to steal it. I won't give it to the artist. Okay, that's how we do. Yep, yep, yep. I got Apple Music. I can just put it on the playlist. But no, I'm gonna buy it. Because I need them to get the bread. I don't know how much they get on. I'm sure <laughs> Steve Jobs still probably in his grave. Oh, still, getting his. still probably taking 50, 60 percent of it. It's all good. We want to support the artists. That's what Five One Two Friday is all about. So thanks to Patrick and all of his uh, his hard work. Five One Two Three Three Seven Three Seven Seven Six. That's the number to the Specs text line. Also, you can hit us up via Twitter. Um, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis said it's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers and Harge. He's been opening up the contact list all week long, hooking y'all up, and yeah, he's yeah. doing it. Again. For my Texas Rangers fans, I know that you're all excited. You had six Texas Rangers on the field at the same time during the All-Star Ooh, Game, which has, I think they said the last time that happened was 1951. Come on now. So for that to happen, that's outstanding. So we're going to talk to Jared Sandler as, as they get ready to take on the Cleveland Guardians tonight. Uh, Jared's going to jump on at 4.30 with us. We'll make some extra time for that for Rangers fans uh, so we can ask them a lot of questions. We'll get out a little bit earlier uh, for this first segment so we can talk a ton of Rangers baseball. Uh, My man, uh, Chan, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chan wanted to know what the title of the song was. Damn you, for y'all that want to know. Damn you. The Soul Supporters. No, it's one of those that stands out. It's like, oh, man, that's a a really cool song. Really cool song. Um, So uh, uh, thanks, my man Patrick, for 512 Friday. Let's get to some uh, Longhorn football discussion here. New We'll talk some college football overall, but uh, we'll talk some Longhorn football. Of course, we always bring it from the macro to the micro. Uh-huh. Um, how about this? Uh, shout out to Inside Texas, man. They've been doing a really good job. They've just been uh, just killing.
killing it uh, lately. And they had this piece about coin ewers, and it, it's basically taken from the the Vegas odds makers. And they put together a piece from uh, the projections of Quinn Ewers. There are some projections about uh, Quinn Ewers' numbers and his stats. And they have betting lines, of course, on these stats. Shout out to my man Paul Wadlington, who uh, put this together. So here's the over-under on Quinn Ewers' total passing yards. Uh, Total passing yards for 2023, 3,000. And a half, actually. Three thousand. They put that half on there. I don't yeah. mean the little hook. Um and he said minus one fifteen for that. Will will he go over or under three thousand and a half passing yards, I guess. I think he'll mm-hmm. go over three thousand yards. I do too. Is and only, the reason why? All them weapons. Yeah, it's only I mean, that's not that's like two hundred that's like two hundred and forty something yards. Yeah. Right? A little under two hundred and fifty passing yards per game. I I think that should be because there'll be some games where he's prolific. Right. We're assuming he's going to have two or three, right, Third, like 300-plus games. Oh, for sure. We assume that. I would think that. Especially, again, with the offense that we expect this team to run, the way Sark calls plays, yeah. the fact that you don't have a Bijan and, and a Rojo was, behind you. Exactly. So, And we assume you're going to play in a Big 12 title game. Play, that yep. means you got more got games. Got one more game. So we got 14 games with a bowl game. Yep. Man, of course he's going. That's an easy, that's easy money. Yep. I'm going to need to go place a bet on that. Oh, uh, come on now, Rod. Don't do that to yourself. That's boy. easy. No, okay. Let's that's, that's assume Texas has a really bad season. Don't make it to the Big 12 title game. But they're definitely going to go to a bowl game, worst case scenario. Yeah, so that's playing, 250 yards per game. So they're playing third. Yeah, he's definitely going to do that. Yeah. That's, oh. a, good, that's a good pick. I, yeah, I'll take it. Go that. ahead and do it. You want me to do it? I'll do it. Let me. You want me to pull it up for you? you I'll, do do it it for right you. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, injury, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They always uh-huh. do that. And like they said, we got to see if he can hit that deep ball, baby. No. Yeah, yeah. you know. Mm. I like it, though. The injury stuff worries me more than the deep ball accuracy, actually. That's very fair. Because when's the last time he played a full season? Yeah, when is the last His sophomore time? year in high school? I'm serious. I'm asking the question. I think you got to go back to Because he ended up getting hurt his junior year a little bit. I think in he high got school. a little banged up his yeah. junior year, and yeah. then his, he didn't play his senior year, right? Yep. He moved on. He to, moved on, yep. So he didn't play. When's the last time he played a full season? Oh, sophomore man. year? He's about to be a first round pick. They're going over 3,000 and a half. <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah. we're breaking down the bet here. I yep. like the texture. Texture says, but injury factors in too, and they're right. I don't know. Yep. I mean, if he misses, let's okay. Take this, take this into account because one Big Twelve quarterback last season played every game for, started every game for their team. That was Hunter Deckers of Iowa State, and he's built different. There are only two. He's a little thicker. He is a little thicker. Yep. Only two quarterbacks of all the FBS teams in the state of Texas. What are there thirteen of them? Twelve or thirteen, something like that ended up playing all the games for their school. So the chances are, yeah. and we go look at the recent history of Texas football. I mean, chances, recent history, how many times has won since, since 1999, going all the way back to when Mac first got here, how many times has a quarterback started every game for Texas? Like six times? Nope. Like six or seven times? Like, been, no, total. It's been, it's been like six or seven times. Was Colt? Colt started every game. Sims did it in 2002. You know, it, happened, it ain't happened a lot. Right. That's why we can go out there did and try. It, yeah. BYU did it in 05. Yeah. Um, Colt did it eight nine. Like I said, it eight but like, we can we can go down the list right now, and it wouldn't be hard. My point yeah. is I think it's about seven of them. I'm Something like you. that. CBO said it in very soon. Yeah. And my <laughs> point is um, there's, there's a good chance we're going to see Malik. 
yeah. one way or another. For hopefully it's you know for not for a long time because that would mean either Quinn Ewers didn't perform well and got benched, mm-hmm. or he was hurt for a long time, so a really bad injury. So knock yeah. on wood, that's not his. Hopefully it's just a game or whatever, something like that, or just some um, relief action. But you're going to see Malik. So that's a good point. I, I mean, it's just, you don't see a Texas quarterback start every game. Right. Um, that's just rare. But I'm with you. I still think they're going to get over 3,000. Oh, yeah. I'm in on that. I'm <sighs> in on that. But but the biggest thing, to your point, is health. It's health. That one game that he may miss, that two games that he may miss, will throw off your whole, your whole vibe. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah, and yes. I, I'm not placing that bet. You're not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it because you 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 talked me out that. of it. <laughs> I talked you, you talked me out of it, man. Then no, seriously, but he hasn't played a full season for a long time. Yeah, you know. So I and you know the deep ball. So bring up the deep ball. Yes, the deep ball is inaccurate. Texas, I believe, last season completed 27 percent of their deep balls mm-hmm. as a team. And uh, that's not good. Quinn Ewers was at 23%. So, yes, got to get better on deep. But I think they will because I think part of that was forcing X-Man to play the role of deep man, yeah. the deep ball. So, yeah. the, the, the deep ball uh, asset or the deep ball threat, uh, him being the vertical threat, almost typecast him into the wrong role. He's a feature wide receiver. And I think now that they have uh, Jante Cook and they got A.D. Mitchell and they have Isaiah Nayor, they got so many other guys that can be that deep ball threat, they won't be trying to force and typecast Xavier Worthy into that role. Yeah. Because last year, guys, I mean, he – Except for him, for X Man, that was a we we love X Man. I think X Man is the was you know the best receiver in the Big Twelve and has that type of ability. But there's no doubt last year was a serious regression. The injury was part of it too. But I just don't think he was focused. Right, he wasn't focused at all. He wasn't focused. No, yeah, I think I, 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 he wasn't I'll, focused. I'll ride with you on that. Yeah, he wasn't focused. When that guy's focused, ooh, and I and I hear that he's focused now. I hear that now. That's what we've been waiting on. Yeah, that he's it's a crystallized focus. But last year, I'll give you the numbers, guys. Of the 30 most target FBS wide receivers last year, and Xavier Worthy among that group, he had the third lowest completion percentage when targeted. He had the lowest uh, single-season receiving yards among that group, third lowest yards per target among that group, and the fewest receiving yards per game among that group. That's not good. That basically of all the – these are featured wide receivers around the country. The premier featured wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He arguably had the worst season of all the featured wide receivers around the country. We're talking about the 30 most targeted FBS wide receivers, and he arguably had the worst season of them. Oh, wow. That's, that's what those yeah. numbers tell me. He will bounce back from that, but that's also something if they don't remedy that issue, um, because a lot of that is Sark force feeding the football to X Man when he's double covered, predetermined throws within the offense instead of having a quarterback that can go through progressions. Um, you know, a lot of things play a role in that. Sark having, I need that deep ball, chasing that deep ball, baby, yeah. giving that deep ball. Him having to play uh, with that type of aggressive mindset all the time instead of, you know, taking what the defense is giving you and instead of working with the quick game, the intermediate game, and then utilizing the deep ball, he likes to work backwards almost. The deep ball first, yeah. then work the intermediate, and then work the quick game. That's not really the way I think this offense should be built, especially with a guy like J.T. Sanders. No. Man, you should build from you know build from the quick game to the deep ball, not from the deep ball backwards. And that's what, that's the way Coach Steven likes to work. <laughs> right. Like yeah, that. well, we're finna, he's fixing to change that. 
I think he went back and looked at mm. how things uh, have changed, where he messed up at, and I think that because of the things that you said about X-Man coming back, being ready to go, sounding like a guy that is healthy and dr- driven for the next level, and then you bring in the fact, too, that Sark had to revamp himself, self-evaluation. I hope so. Seeing where he missed out on it. That's what it's all about. Yeah, uh, no question. Uh, the other Quinn Ewers over-under projection here is his total touchdown passes. They got him at 25 and a half. 25 and a half. I think what it still goes you? back to what we were talking about. The injuries. It goes back to the injuries. <laughs> Should we believe if all things are health and everything is he's a healthy player, he's over 3,000 and a half yards, and he's over 25 and a half touchdowns if he's a healthy player. There's no doubt about it in my mind, especially because of the way that Sark Sark has us drinking not flavor aid. I'm actually drinking Kool Aid. No, I'm not even spiking it. I'm not even well, spiking. You don't know if it's Kool Aid. That's the whole thing. You don't know if it's until Kool-Aid. the product is finished. Exactly. You think it's, it's Kool-Aid. presented to me. As y'all Kool-Aid. were drinking Kool Aid last year, and then Texas Tech bend up revealing to y'all it was flavor aid. Oh man, he went straight the, to the, the tech West Texas part. Pirates was like, "Oh, y'all thought it was Kool Aid. Uh, no, it's still flavor aid." Dang, he got us. Boom. Yeah, you And then you, Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy was like Mike Gundy was like, Oh yeah, I know you thought it was Kool-Aid. Flavor Aid again. Yeah. It's flavor Aid. Got him. Yeah. Got him. So em. you don't realize that it ain't Kool-Aid. Too, right now, you, it, it all it all tastes the same to you. You, know, you can't tell the top shelf from the bottom shelf stuff yeah. until a little bit later on, then you get the hangover hit you and you go, Oh, that was definitely not top shelf. Yeah, you got me on that one. So we won't know. We won't know. I'm glad you brought it back to that. You won't know to that first loss to somebody you wasn't supposed to lose to. But then Play if you if you never if you it's one is the point of drinking the you you drink it, you won't know if it's Kool-Aid or Flavor Aid. If it turns out that it's never revealed to be Flavor Aid, then you know it was Kool-Aid. Yeah. If you never have that loss to revealing factors or Washington. Yeah. You don't ever have that loss, and then you go, yeah. Oh, you know what? It's Kool-Aid, baby. I'm feeling yeah. good. Yeah. And then it's the loss that reveals, oh, that's just flavor aid again. Damn it. Yeah. That's so we won't know. That's a good point. Well Iowa State comes up and beats you next year, you go, damn it. I thought it was the good Kool-Aid. I thought it was the good the red stuff. Well, I thought it was because nope. of the simple fact that he is so much better now. Matt Campbell's such a great coach. If Iowa State beats us, they got Hunter Deckers. He started all games. You you throw excuses out there if you want to. But I thought it was the all gas, no excuses It is, 1,000%. That's right. And I'm bought in. I'm bought into what the premise of what I'm supposed to be drinking is. We've all stated, we've all decided as a collective fandom, no excuses, no excuses Mm -hmm. are going to be able to explain away a law, yeah. a, a, a disappointing season. Agreed. A single-digit win season. Agreed. No moral victories. No moral right? victories. So there's no – past that. Yeah, so once you get to single-digit, there's no excuses. Like, you, oh, man, they knew, the, they knew the signals. Oh, aside from all your quarterbacks getting hurt, yeah. even Malik being in there, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you a pass for that one. Yeah. Malik, there are a lot of teams out there, a lot of teams out there right now going, hey, man, we wish he could be our starting quarterback. I think Alabama – Wishes yep. he could be their starting quarterback right now. You're not getting a pass if something happens to Quinn or Quinn underachieves. Sorry, Malik. It looks like he could, he could easily handle the burden of being a starting quarterback at Texas. Did you see the shoulders? Yeah, and he's got the strongest arm. He's good. Yeah, he's got enough raw materials for Sark to work with. There is nothing that's going to stop this this runaway hype train <laughs> from crashing into 
All right, the basically right at the doorstep of Steve Sarkeesian. But not, yeah, not falling for it. That's it. That's it. We're all in. We've already decided, like you said, as a collective fan base. We already decided. We're in. That's why it says no excuses. Like, nah, sorry. But what about, no, there's no excuses. <laughs> yeah. That's literally the whole point of he's like, no, there's no excuses. Don't call making excuses. This is the season that will decide if you're a Sark believer. Yeah. Or if you're a Sark hater, you will get all the evidence you need to support your argument this season. If you're a Sark believer and then Sark goes and wins the Big 12 title, you'll go, see, told I you Sark told was a y'all. dog. Yeah. He's a beast, man. He about to take over college football. Y'all better watch out. Yeah. And if he underachieves and gets to eight, nine wins, and we go, see, he'll never get to, to double-digit wins. He'll never be a championship coach. You're an idiot of a program for yeah. believing that he would finally, at Texas, he's going to blossom and he's going to flourish. He's going to go from being some type of, uh, he'll just go from being some mediocre coach, underrated coach, to finally coming out of his shell, yeah. his cocoon at Texas. It's like, what? You guys are wishful thinking. Very much so. You'll get all that evidence you need. There's no in-between for him. There's nothing. There is no middle ground. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, it's sad. There's no middle ground. Y'all know it. There's no middle ground. And the Texas says, right, if we win game two, <laughs> I'm having sex with the Kool-Aid man. But he has to be burnt orange and not red. <laughs> no, I agree. Long, that, that hype train. If they beat Alabama, which, by the way, they can. It definitely can. They, have, they have a real shot at beating Alabama. They beat Alabama. Yep. And then he goes and loses to, to Iowa State or TCU. Or, y'all going to be even more upset. Because oh. then you'll be able to see the actual Ceiling. You'll be able to see the actual, uh, you know, c- capability and yep. ability of this team and their achievement level. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to also see the bottom. And Longhorn fans are. We it's don't want to see the bottom. It's hard for them to reconcile that. Yeah, you don't want to so, ever see the bottom. I'm, I, listen, I, I think it's great. I love it. I love the hype train. Is probably it's full. It's going fa- as fast as it's ever gone in the last 13 years. 2009 is probably the last time the hype train had this much speed in the offseason. Oh, man. This is a runaway train. What did we say it was? Uh, Denzel's movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, golly, I forgot the name of Denzel's movie. Where the train was run oh, away. Oh, Pelham 1, 2, 3. Is that no, it? it's not that one. Mm. Oh, God, Patrick told us it the last time. Too. Oh, the one in the subway? Is that the one? Which no, one this it? one is the runaway actual train mm. where it's on the tracks and it's you're thinking it's going to go. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Ah. Yeah. Mm. That's the Denzel movie that I've been thinking about with this train, this hype train that we've been on. Unstoppable? Unstoppable. Well. And then, but you have to stop it. No. Because they, they had cut the brakes off of it. I don't want it to it be stopped. It just keep going. I want it, to, I want it to go all the way to its destination, and then we'll worry about How stopping it. it need and to the be? destination is championship. There it is. Okay. So just go all the way to championshipville. I got you. All right. I'll go it. all the way. That's where you need to go. Unless it gets derailed and falls off a cliff off a mountainside mm, somewhere it. or it crashes into the side of a mountain because you lost to Iowa State yeah. or Texas Tech again. When more, I'm, more, I'm more worried about Baylor. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, or Baylor yeah. or David Randall the Monk. Yes. He, comes, he comes up to get you. He's and prepared. by the way, Big 12 refs are not going to be very sympathetic to your cause. At all. Just understand it now. So if you, you got multiple opponents you got to face. Yep. Every game. And I don't want, there's no excuses. So don't go back. Oh, the refs, they got us again. The refs, it was, we know this. Yep. You cannot go into the season saying the refs, oh man, the refs are going to screw us. 
We know this already. <laughs> this is we've talked this about is this. Nothing new. That cannot that cannot be an excuse anymore. Yeah. You know the refs are going to be against you. So teach your guys to play with more discipline. Period. Yeah. I got you. I don't want the excuses. I don't give a damn if it's 13 penalties to zero. I don't care. You still could have won that Oklahoma State game. You still should have won it. We all know you should have won it because you should have put in a different quarterback. But you didn't want to do that. Yeah. Because feelings matter more than W's, and that's fine. Mm. Hopefully those feelings now, they have become more confident, and now you you know your quarterback is now he's a leader. And he can go out there and win you some games. But you did choose feelings that game over dubs. We do remember, but yeah. it's okay because you're our coach. It's okay. Mm. But this year, you cannot choose the feelings of your player over wins for the program. You cannot. And that's something that no. I think you should have already done that because <laughs> there's a lot of people that are, are, are ready for dubs as opposed to feelings. At this stage of the game, we can't put feelings into the mix. Mm-mm. At this stage in the game, especially when you're that, you're supposed to be that level, you can't do that anymore. It's all about wins. People about are wins. spending way too much money for L's. VY got benched. Yes. Nobody's above being benched. Thank you, sir. VY, Chris Sam, Major Applewhite. The, hey, the list goes on. It just goes exactly. on. All the greats. They had a little good Chance benching. Mock. Good benching, man. Yeah, five-star. Yeah. You come yeah. back stronger. No big deal. Yeah. Someone says, when the Longhorns go undefeated, I will jump into the kiddie pool of Jell-O. <laughs> of the, I guess you're going to make Jell-O shots from the Kool-Aid? Uh, I got gotcha. yeah, The kiddie pool of, of the Kool-Aid there? Yeah. yeah. No, I try. Longhorn fans, uh, they, they are hype this year. I get it. Trust me. I'm all in, too. Um, but, like I said, there's no room. For there's no there's no room there's no middle ground yeah that's really not a lot of margin for error and excuses for Steve Sarkeesian. It's all about it's a clearly defined goal championships and double digit wins. You don't reach either of those things, it's considered a disappointment. I would I would agree with that. Everybody knows that. I would definitely agree with that. And I don't want him to change it at the end of the season too. If they fail to meet that, he should say yes, yeah, a disappointment. It is. Remember, I love Sam Ellinger, but he did that once. They won like seven, eight games. He's like, ah, it wasn't a disappointing season. He's like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was, bro. You sorry? You can seven say is it. not seven the number. Say, you can say that. You can say it was because I failed you <laughs> every you can year. You can say it. when I take the over you can say on it. the over under for Texas wins, except one year. Except for one year. Bam, bam, Sam. There it is. Don't, don't give the Giannis speech after the playoffs this year. Oh, no, there is no. I mean, this is a learning situation. <laughs> I am learning. <laughs> You can do. There's no. There's wins and there's learning. I just want to learn. No losing. Wins and learning. But yeah. Sometimes you gotta learn. Oh, that'd be a classic line. If, exactly. If Sark, if Sark delivered that one. That go right up there with winning is hard, man. That go. That's not losing, guys. Just winning and learning. Yeah, we just oh, learned something. There you go. Like, oh like, man, ooh. make the t-shirts right now. I can see the Aggies right now. Winning and learning. Okay. There's no losing. Oh man. All right. Uh, what you got coming up on Hard Knock Life? We got our man Jared Sandler going to talk a little bit about what he saw in the first half and what his expectations are in the second half of this Major League Baseball season when it comes to the Texas Rangers. Yeah, they're sky high at the moment considering how they finished the first half of the season. So talking Rangers baseball with Jared Sandler on the other side during Hard Knock Live right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful another the horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike 
Larry. Michael. Oh, that's funny. Michael. Welcome back to a 512 edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Harbaugh Hards. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hards. You can follow my man, Rod Babers, at Rod Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that you can hear on 1260 and 101.9. When you are listening to your Rangers baseball game, he is the voice of the Rangers. It's my man, Jared Sandler. Jared, how you doing, buddy? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? doing We're great, good. Brother. We're good. For joining we, us. I appreciate you jumping on with us. I know you're on doing everything, getting ready for the ball game tonight. But we wanted to ask you, number one, how was your break? Hmm. Did you enjoy yourself with the little all-star break? Nice. I had a good time. I was with my wife's family, so some in-laws time, and you can read into that however you'd like. I'm not going to make any specific comments beyond that. But uh, there were, yeah, we, yes, good, good time. Uh, I, uh, I always like time on the couch during the season, but uh, I'm not going to complain. Got away for a little bit, and uh, my wife puts up with a lot. She is a uh, big trooper with this tough baseball schedule, and so – uh, to be able to spend some time with her and get to do some things that she wanted to do uh, was fun. So I uh, had a good time, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it was tough. You know, the Rangers did not play well going into the break. And, right. You know, one of the beauties of baseball is that, you know, you pretty much always play the next day. But uh, to kind of go through the all-star break with the Rangers, uh, with the arrow pointing down a little bit eager to, to get back on the field and hopefully watch them get the arrow pointing in the, the right direction starting tonight. Yeah, that's. I'm glad that you brought that up because you're right. Most of the time you get another chance to go right back out there and try to right the wrongs. But the, the All-Star break came, but there were six All-Stars that continued to play and, and got to enjoy the festivities from the Home Run Derby. And then at one point you had all six All-Stars on the field at the same time. My only complaint was I didn't like it that Uvalde was having to talk to them in the booth while he was trying to deliver a pitch. But other than that, that was outstanding. I was glad to see that for the Rangers. Yeah, that that was tough. I'm glad he, he was able to get out of that inning without giving up any runs. But that was so cool. And, you know, I, I think of it through the lens of, like, a younger me growing up as a, a Rangers fan and, you know, all the young Rangers fans out there who got to watch the beginning of the All-Star game with the introductions and seeing – uh, you know, the the Rangers uh, roll out there and, and, you know, such a big group. I mean, for me, I'm not saying I don't enjoy the game, but my favorite part of the All-Star game is the introductions. I don't know why. I've always found that to be most enjoyable. I think the game can drag. I'm glad that the Rangers were all in there early before the game did drag. But I just think about, like, all the young Rangers fans who got to watch the game and, you know, have some level of pride, like, yeah, that's my favorite team and they've got five starters and they've got six guys playing at once. And, you know, that's my team. And just, I, I think that's really neat. Uh, and I know like my nephews are, are 10 and 12 and they're big Rangers fans and they were, they were so geeked up. And uh, I just think that stuff's really neat. So I'm glad the Rangers got to represent themselves in that way. Uh, it would have been nice if, if one of the guys would have gotten a hit, but uh, you got that scoreless inning <laughs> from Avaldi. Adolis made the nice play and, Jonah threw a guy out, so uh, it was cool to see them do their thing, and uh, hopefully they can have a, a similar representation next year when the Rangers host the All-Star game. 
Hey, Jared, I know a great way to, uh, you know, really get some brand new Rangers fans on deck. It's just trade for Shohei Otani. Um, yeah. A lot of people are talking about that. Is this realistic? This uh, realistic discussion for the Rangers? You know, I, I think it's realistic in the sense that if the Angels were to trade Otani, it would not be for, you know, uh, just a couple of prospects, right? And I don't think there are a lot of teams that have the type of farm system or roster to make that type of a move. But that said, I don't see the Rangers being on the receiving end of that trade if the Angels were to trade Otani. And I think it's it's a really difficult decision uh, for Artie Moreno. And really, he's the one making the call. Uh, that's not Perry Manasian. It's, it's Artie Moreno. He's going to have to sign off on it, the Angels owner. And, you know, there's a lot of financials involved there because of all the money that uh, Shohei Otani brings in and sponsorship dollars. And my understanding is if they were to trade him, part of those sponsorship contracts would have to be refunded because of two months in an Angels uniform. And I think that there are a lot of tough decisions. But to me, from it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The immediate, for the Angels, the immediate blowback of trading Otani won't matter if in five years two or three guys that they get back from that trade are impacting their big league club. And I, that's a really tough pill to swallow, but I think it would be a missed opportunity if the Angels didn't make the move. But I think the fair question to ask is, what is the right price? Because he is putting together one of the greatest, maybe the greatest season in baseball history, but he's a rental. And so, you know, to what degree are you going to mortgage your future to get a guy who you're only guaranteed to have for two months and then the postseason, however long that run is for whichever team acquires them. But do you go out there and say, you know what, I just want to win this year, and we'll deal with the fallback later? Because we got yeah, opportunities think, right there. Yeah, I think for, for certain teams it makes more sense than for others. And, guys, I'll be the first to tell you that you can talk about windows, you can talk about you know, how long you feel like you're going to be competitive, but the opportunity to win a World Series, an NBA championship, a Super Bowl, a Stanley Cup, they – they are few and far between yep. for every organization and certainly some more than others. And for the Rangers, an organization that has never won, uh, it, it means, I don't want to say it means a little more, but there's a little bit of a different feel with that said, you know, if I'm, and, and I don't know, I, I'll, I'll say this. I don't know year to year what the exchange rate is in the trade market. It, right. it changes. There really is no such thing as precedent because every year takes on its own personality. But my guess is if the Angels were to trade Otani to the Rangers, Ezekiel Duran or Josh Young would be going to Anaheim. And, and that would not be the end of the list either. One of those guys, probably Evan Carter and probably Brock Porter. So right now you're talking about uh, one of the best young players in Major League Baseball, whether it's Young or Duran, your best position player prospect in Evan Carter and your best pitching prospect, uh, according to some, in Brock Porter. And so I don't know if I'm making that move 
because if the Rangers win the World Series, yes, then it's worth it. Anything is worth it. I would trade anything. Right. And if the World Series is the end result, then you're pumped about it. You feel good about it, and whatever happens, happens. But you guys know this. It's not a guarantee. And, you know, right now the Rangers, it's not even a guarantee they win the division, right? That's going to be a dog fight. So I think because of where they are, this is not a year like the Yankees, for instance. If the Yankees don't win this year, every year the Yankees don't win right now with the guys they have, it is a huge disappointment. Yep. They're in a different position than the Rangers are. Uh, the Rangers, I don't think, are in a position where it would make sense for them to mortgage their future uh, for two months of Otani based on what the price tag I think uh, will take to get him. Yeah, that's a that's a steep price, too. Yeah. That's a very steep price. We're talking to voice of the Texas Rangers, our man, Jarrett Sandler. You can follow him at Jarrett Sandler on Twitter. Well, let's get right into it. You know, no show, hey, but you have everybody else there. You are getting ready to open up the second half of the season, and you got seven guys that have double-digit home runs. You've had six all-stars, but the the you said it. You were limping down the stretch to be ready for this season. What are your expectations uh, heading into the second half of the season? And who do you expect to continue to help carry the load? Yeah, I mean, I think the all-star break was huge. It, it, it's, I think, important for every team. But the Rangers had a really rough stretch leading into the all-star break. They played 30 games in 31 days. They were the only team in the American League to have just one off day over that stretch, including just about two weeks of straight games leading into the all-star break. So I think the all-star break will be huge in allowing them to recharge and, you know, I, I don't expect anything to change in terms of Corey Seager's production, but, you know, they really need to, you know, get, uh, you know, get the silver slugger type of uh, stretch from Nathaniel Lowe that they got last year. I mean, he at times was carrying that lineup, and he's got the ability to do it. Uh, and, you know, I think that's going to be, you know, a really important part. And then getting Marcus Simeon to turn things back around. He's had a rough last few weeks, and, you know, Adolis Garcia was starting to turn things around leading into the break. So I think they're going to be okay. Uh, the key, though, guys, is it's the bullpen. I mean, those are uh, – there are spots to be filled. There are uh, jobs to be won. Some of that will be uh, between now and the trade deadline. But uh, to some degree, that's going to have to be addressed internally. The Rangers can't go out and trade for five relievers, I don't think. And so they need someone to join Will Smith – uh, step up and help Chris Young and help this uh, this organization address some of those needs. I think with a better bullpen, that would have a double effect and help out this rotation in a major way uh, to try and maybe give these guys a little bit of rest and not feeling the burden of a, a thin bullpen down the stretch as they start to build up innings. Yeah, that's going to be something to pay attention to because we were talking about Shohei Otani but obviously there's some other guys that are out there that you may not have to give up those type of prospects to go out there and get. You know, even though you got some rentals that you may see out there, it might be worth it just because you're going to need some help down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, there, there are plenty of guys out there, you know, whether it's, you know, rentals or, uh, you know, I look at Pittsburgh and I don't know if Pittsburgh is going to be willing to make moves, but guys like David Bednar and Mitch Kelly not going to be cheap, but, you know, those are guys who are both controllable. They're both all-stars. You know, you're willing to, uh, to maybe give up a little bit for, you know, that pairing. But there are a ton of guys, and there, there are a ton of teams right now that maybe today they're not sure 
whether they're going to sell or not, but a lot of, a lot of those uh, decisions will be made here in the next week or two. But, you know, a team like the Cardinals now, it looks like they're going to be willing to sell. The White Sox obviously are in that group. You know, what are the Angels going to do? Because it's not just Otani. The Angels have some sellable pieces uh, if they decide to go in that direction. And so, you know, if you're a Rangers fan, you should root. And, and, and you know, an Astros fan as well should root for all go, the go. bad teams to continue. No, you stop it, Rod. Uh, <laughs> you, was that right? I don't know who that was. Yeah, Rod. that was. You <laughs> was 100%. You were 100% yeah, correct. Yeah, don't, don't, think, don't think I didn't catch that. But you got to, you, you should hope for the teams that are kind of in that gray area or, or just below that to lose. You know, you want the, in a weird way, you want the good teams to continue to win and the bad teams to lose so that the bad teams have a more clear understanding guys out there the better uh, you know it becomes a better buyer's market and for a team like the rangers who might need to make multiple moves it makes it way more palatable for a lot of guys out there in my dream scenario that is maybe kind of on the fringe of getting those two it's keller who's an all-star starting pitcher uh, and I think that would go a long way towards helping the Rangers get to where they want to go. Now you cut out just a second, but what, who did you say you were? Your dream yeah, scenario would be? Yeah, David Bednar, the all-star closer for the Pirates, and Mitch Keller, who's an all-star starting pitcher for the Pirates. It's not going to be cheap, but if you can pry away those two guys, you're going to have them for this year and the next few years. Uh, and I think that would be the type of move that would make a lot of sense for the Rangers if they were going to spend some of their prospect capital. Yeah, that's I like that. I like that scenario. Before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about it. Uh, the Rangers kind of got lucky. A player fell to them in the draft in a Wyatt Langford. What were your thoughts when you saw that he fell to the Texas Rangers? Obviously, it's a ways away, but the talent is obvious. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I think it's realistic. I, I, I wouldn't set this expectation, and anything less is a disappointment, but I think it's realistic that, you know, you, you see him – late next year you know if, if he has a, a pretty smooth transition uh to professional baseball he's he's a super exciting talent i mean his numbers at florida which you know they're playing an incredibly tough conference they're silly like it, it just yeah and he did it uh you know after starting in florida as a, as a catcher he's really grown to be a good outfielder uh super you know he's got great athleticism uh so this is someone you know the rangers Right now, they've got a lot of obviously really good players in their lineup. What they don't have is that like forty home run guy. Uh, and Wyatt Langford projects to be someone who could have that type of an impact. He's got the best power in college baseball, uh, and it'll be fun to watch him start to take some swings once the Rangers get that contract all squared away. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited for him, and uh, I was glad to see that the Rangers got an opportunity to draft him because he is very exciting. Jared, we know that you're getting ready to call a game. Make sure that uh, you have a good call, and I will see you on Tuesday, buddy. I'm going to be up there for the game, so I'll text you and let you know that I'm in the house. Oh, shizzle. Let's do it. Looking forward to it. I'll see you, fellas. Thanks, Jared. You're the man. Thanks, Jared. There he is. August 1st is the trade deadline, folks, so there's a lot that will be going on up until that point. You look at all the things that are happening, pay attention to the buyers and the sellers because there will be a bunch of them. August 1st is the deadline. Yeah, I mean, all eyes on Shohei. For sure. And what's going to happen there. Yep. Just don't know how it's going to 
to know how that's going to uh, resolve itself. I mean, are they going? Is it it possible the Angels will something. try to keep them? No, they, they can they for try? What? Can they for what? I that's know. what I'm saying. I agree, like, they, no, no, I agree. It ain't work. You had Mike Trout and him all these years and still couldn't make the playoffs. Right. So I'm with you. I and think it's like, like, why would you Why would you want to do yeah, it? It, it, it can't be just for the attraction anymore. He is the biggest attraction in sports, yeah. though. So it's, and he said, I want to play for a winner. He needs to play for a winner. We yeah. all, baseball Mike needs, to, Trout play needs to play for a winner. Yeah, we've given up on Mike Trout, though. Oh, just because Mike Trout, no, because he, his personality, yeah. he doesn't necessarily want to demand those types of things. Like, he's not going to say. I think he's getting to that point in his career, though. How much, I think so. How th- much time does he have left on his contract? Well, I mean, you got to think about it. He's been getting injured a lot, too. So, for him mm-hmm. and his legacy, he's looking at it as if, man, I, I do need to win. He's hearing how people talk about Charles Barkley. He's mm-hmm. hearing about how people always make fun of the guys that didn't win it. Yep. You were great, but what did you do? I mean, King Griffey Jr., I mean, he's one of those guys. He's the best player in the game, but I, I don't remember him winning anything. No. So, and it probably bugs him. It, it bugs, him, you know what I'm saying? It, it probably run. And Griff was going around to different teams. And now it's like, okay, Mike Trout, you've been loyal long enough. There's an opportunity for you to go to another team, and you want to be able to. Think if they trade Otani, they'll think about trading Trout. They would have that. to. Just because you, yeah. it's a fire sale. You're gonna rebuild. Let's get all the you assets get all we can. The, yeah, and those and, are the prime assets. Well, and there's mm-hmm. and there's a big difference because Trout is not a rental. Trout is under contract till 2031. I was say, he's right. under contract for a while. So yeah, he signed a 12 year deal in yep. 2019. So he is around sure for a long time. There. <laughs> no, there, but, I mean, but if you trade him, he yeah. can go to another team, be, and that's yeah. not a rental. You're yeah. like, oh no, oh, this guy's under him. contract. Yeah, you got him. That's a good point. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to pay attention to, especially for. The Angels, who we've talked about at nauseum, about how they have the best players, but they can't win no games. Makes you went no out sense. there and spent a lot of money on Rendon as well after he was the World Series uh, champion, mm-hmm. and he's been hurt. He's hurt again. No, they are. Re- no, I'm serious. That they so are they got to the, get off these contracts. Yeah, the Angels are one of the biggest mysteries in sports as to how they could not. When right. basically couldn't even make the postseason, <laughs> right? Couldn't even get to the postseason. I think what Mike's. Mike They're Trout fourth in their division. With the two best players, arguably, or two of the Seven best. Seven games behind. And best the only reason they're not fifth is because Oakland is specifically trying to suck. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That, that's very, very true. Now, Oakland called up a new couple of new prospects right now. No. So they go, well, it's just to get them. Get the feet wet. Yeah, well, they, yeah, play the yeah we, we know what's but happening. I heard yeah. that they're guys. So. We know how that story is. Yeah, we know how that is. They was. head into Vegas. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right, right, there you go. Good hard knock life there. Jared Sandler, thanks to him, uh, the play-by-play voice of the uh, Texas Rangers, for joining us and breaking down some of Rangers discussion. All right, we come back. We're getting so a little off the record. There are multiple off-the-record stories we got to get to, gentlemen. I Phillip, like it. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Oops, I did it again. No, nah, just no oops. it went an oops at that. Come on, that mug out there. <laughs> he wilding. <laughs> somebody get some tooth tied or no, man. somebody get something cut or snipped. It's not in their DNA. Where's Dr. Dick Chop when you need him? No, he Come ain't on, out there. Come on, man. This Mama, is crazy. My doctor, Dr. Mystery. He got yeah. he gonna have ten of them? Ten. By the same woman? Strong with it. From the same Orifice? Mm. Anyway. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's come back. <laughs> I had no other word. I was looking for a I word. was like, huh? <laughs> I was waiting for you to see where he was going to go. Uh, that's the only one I can say without getting canceled. All right. <laughs> yeah. we come back. We'll get to Ball Don't Lie. Off the record right here on 104. Not the Horn. D.D. 
Magadudu, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get they break the income. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to another edition of Off the Record here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. A couple of stories that I want to get to here. The first one we referenced, and I'm sure by now everyone's heard of it, Philip Rivers and his wife are expecting their 10th child. That's right, their 10th. He's been working hard. Every time, I mean. He's been working hard. He's been, he, every time he goes home, I'm a, <laughs> Cause he's been I'm, how long did he play in the league? Oh like wow, fifteen years yeah, or something like that. A long time. I mean, damn near every time he, and damn near every off season. I think mm. they got a kid to to explain every off season pretty much <laughs> what they were doing. Because <sighs> hey, he dives in to uh, the playbook. I thought he was coaching. No, well, I mean he's yeah, still he's, high, he's still in, he's still doing the playbook. He's a high school football coach. Yeah, at, uh, his third season at Saint Michael Catholic in Fairhope, Alabama. Yeah. Wow. He was a 17-year vet. Yeah, he's got his. his <laughs> that's a lot of kids. Somebody man. need to get something snipped or tied. Yeah, well, it's about that time. I mean, maybe he's a fruitful and multiply guy. Some people are actually part of their like belief system. They believe you should have as many kids as possible. Nick Cannon's one of those people. Uh, he's just trying to populate the world. Well, yeah, some people they really believe like it's part of their belief. Elon Musk is one of these people. Yeah, Elon he Musk did say is that. Like, no, he like did I, say that. like I truly believe we should be populating the earth more. Human beings is good for the planet, good for everything. They want to throw it out there. You could argue against it. I'm just saying that's their belief system. Some people it's ingrained in them. They actually yeah. do want to populate. Now, Elon Musk. My man got seven girls and two boys. I know. It's wild. Man. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the tenth one going to be? Do we don't, we don't know that yet? I'm looking to see what it they says. Don't know. But it, it didn't Hopefully, say for sure. I'm, I, I wonder if they're going to do a gender reveal. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I ain't that tired of it. They did that for the first few. Then after that, they were like, "We good." Can you imagine? Let it surprise us. If you're like the Rivers family dentist or the Rivers family doctor or something, they like they alone. Yeah. Bought you a boat. Yes. Yep. Just that family alone, you can, if you're a family like practitioner, you don't really yes. need other families. No, no, I just I'm the rivers. <laughs> because once they start having I'm kids, the rivers. Dude, once they start having kids, yeah. you can be a family practitioner to their kids. Like really, they he can does keep have a 21 year old. That's what I'm saying. Her name is Haley. He's got an 18 year old named Caroline, 17 year old named Grace, wow, 15 year old named Gunner, 13 year old named Sarah, 11 year old named Peter, nine year old named Rebecca, uh, seven year old named Claire. And a four-year-old named Anna. I mean, can't, I, I, I was that poor lady. I'd be like, man, we adopted this nephew. <laughs> are we going to get a can surrogate? Can we get a surrogate? Have they, have they had surrogates, though? Are these all her from her? That's a great question. I'm I would say sure. some of these got to be surrogates. This poor lady, and he's got the money to do it. Can we spare this woman's body? I mean. She may be the one that's saying, hey, I want to have more. Yeah, but you can have them other ways other than... No, she wants the process. She wants to just damage the body that much? Let, let me ask you It's really hard to have a baby. Yeah, it's if, hard when she body. comes in and, like, you know, the first baby, when it's like, baby, we're having a we're having a baby, and it's all nice and romantic and what? sweet, and by the 10th, is it like, eh. 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you get a text, another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, my thing is, they know. She, she said, well, they she know. says DJ Khaled memes to him. <laughs> and, like, and another, another one. <laughs> no, but to Patrick's point, they got to be, you know, like I said, nobody's using birth control here. Nobody's Obviously got any, not. Nobody's tying any tubes or like, snipping anything. So they know what they're doing. Exactly. They're and getting they, after and, and they're like, they're trying to, this is them planning their family. They want this. And the separation they're, is three years, two years, two years, yeah. two years, two years, She's basically like, years, I need two years for my years. body to recover. Right. And then I'm ready to go. And I'm like, man, get a surrogate. Yep. Go adopt a kid or something. That, and they've I'm, known each other since they were in high school. That poor body. Just a woman. She, her body, I got, I mean, she, she's really resilient. Like, yep. I just don't, that, that's a lot to, it's like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Like, what in the wide world of sports was going on? What is happening? Come on, man. Oh Tino? Oh How does it get back to the other ways? Hey, there's doctors that are out there. Oh, you got, you got some surgery, too. You there's can some, get definitely that, some get surgery. Get that tightened up? Yes. You can get it, like, tightened I was up. What do you think the last time she slept is? That's a great point. There's always a newborn in the house. There's always one. Well, I know your old kids take care of newborns, though. Yep. You know that. that everybody yeah, knows. They got, got built when you in got, babysitters. When you got big families, big families know, like, oh, no, basically, I grew up taking care of my little brothers and sisters. Right. That's part of the, That's why you have a lot of kids like that. Basically, when you have so many kids like that, you stop doing chores and everything. You and, just got your own little team. And, they all do it everything. And Philip do Rivers doesn't cuss. After 10, you should be cussing a lot. He's yeah. Ne- he's never I've been cussing, cussing since one. He never cussed my first one. <laughs> you like Bebe's kids. Yeah, I'm like, I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> Man, 10 yeah. of them. All right. 10 of them. That, that's a blessing, though, if you can have kids no like doubt. that. No doubt. Because a lot of people, it's, has, it's tough to even have kids, and he's just like pumping them out. They throw no them hurdle. And like I said, Fertile they've been together there. since high school. She followed him to NC State. They got married after their freshman year. Was she his first? I mean, he he's, don't cuss. He's very devoted to his religion. Yes, I wonder he is. if she's his first. I mean, that's not my business. Both of them. Just something I Maybe wonder. both of them. Yeah, it could be that. Yep. That's that's a beautiful story, yeah, though. It is. Well, he needs to. He needs to. He needs to find other ways. No, to, man. Yeah, he like when she gets surgery. How do they need? He, she, he she's get, a new person. Should he get snipped or should she get a tube tied? Which I, one? Because I, I, uh, both. I know this. Yeah, I go right both at this point. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we need to come. On, we got nip yeah, this. They need separate bedrooms at yeah, this point. Exactly. Come on, like Lucy and Desi. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love Lucy. Let's separate these two because they no. can't be. Here. They must. They love each other. Very all them fertile. kids in the house, they still getting it on. Yes. all the time. That's a, that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most of they have too it's many kids. It's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge, <laughs> wait, bro. The way Hart said it, he meant it. He's like, it's a it, challenge. It's a challenge. <laughs> Hart, I think it's a little bit easier. I think it's a little bit easier in like a 20-bedroom house. Yes, that's true. That's, that's very true. Or you can play like, oh, you can hide from the kids. and just yeah, get a, get a quick hey, y'all, stay, y'all stay in the left wing. <laughs> yeah. If you, y'all come true. over to the right, right wing's lava. Right yeah. wing's lava. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I, I, right. I like that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, someone said that's seven and a half years of pregnancy. Damn, that is. I know that's a that's a great point. She likes it though. It's, it's obvious she likes it. She, she gets a little high from it. Like, like it's, it. it's like she gets she a little high from. Like it. I know, no, I know. My my wife's sister's like that. Like she she liked it. She she had five. She loves it. She's like her thing. And had them like right back after one, like back to back. That's mm. that's where that's where I that's where I could say that I messed up. 
You should have had him back to back. I should have had him back to back. Back to back. Back to back. Like I think Drake. that's a wifey's decision, though. It's her like body. Well, but She's I mean, no, that. But I mean, like, oh, we should. Don't I think we should have had him seven years later. I know. But talking still, about, let's do it again. You're, like, you're doing the easy part. Like, yeah. I think we should have had him back to back. And all, so, you, all you do is what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the chosen one, dog. Exactly. <laughs> we should have had him back to back. I was the chosen yeah. one. <laughs> I love this. Men are awesome. You know what? I think it's time for us to have another one. Yeah. Oh, really? You do? Yeah. Are oh, you going to carry this thing for yeah. damn near 10 months? See, nope. Somebody said, me and my wife are trying to have one more. So we can have a starting basketball team. <laughs> How tall are you and your wife? <laughs> Don't be trying to <laughs> vote your five eight five nine. You might be doing an equestrian yeah. team. All right, we come back. We'll get into uh, more college football news, notes, and nuggets right here on Ball Don't Lie One Four Nine One.